welcome to Managing Chaos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first episode of Managing Chaos. I'm Teresa, and I'm here with my co-manager in life. Hey, this is Kel. Thanks for stopping in, guys. Um, This is a venting podcast we decided to put together for all life managers. So whether you have kids, whether you're married, or you, um, you know, manage people at work, it's for everyone. If anything we say hits home, which it will, um, let us know. Uh, You can reach us at managingthatchaos at gmail.com, at managingthatchaos on Instagram, or at chaosmanagers on Twitter. If you have anything... To add, we would love to read your emails or comments, so don't be shy. Uh, so we thought we would start out by um, just explaining that we do this podcast right out of our house. So it's right in the middle of the chaos. You may hear our kids running around and screaming. We'll try to keep them tied up in their rooms as much as possible, right. but sometimes they do break free. Yeah. Sometimes a squirrel will be in our yard, so you might be able to hear Penny barking at them. Or, you know, a leaf blowing down the, the sidewalk. <laughs> she goes nuts a little bit. But we're going to try to manage it the best we can without getting up and kicking the table too much. Um, Yeah, so we decided that we wanted to do a podcast um, that was kind of a fun way for us to get some of the nonsense of our lives um, off of our chest. Um, And we really figured there would be others out there that could relate, so we thought we would share it with everyone. Um, And a little bit of our background is that both of us are middle managers of teams of 20 to 30 people. We've been doing it for eons. Um, It's fairly similar to having children. What do you think is easier? Do you think it's easier to have kids or manage people? Yeah, I think it's easier to manage people at work. Um, You're dealing with people that are coming to a job, they're looking for a paycheck, they have some ambition, Um, and at the end of the day, you guys got to learn to get along. When you're at home with two little kids, (laughs) they don't give an F. You're not paying them. At the end of the day, they know they still have food on the table. Mm -hmm. So it's harder to get their buy-in. So I even joke around with my my team at work. They're like, oh, enjoy the rest of your day when I'm leaving, and I joke back like, no, this was the easy part. I'm going home now, and the hard part's about to begin. So I definitely think work is a more, almost a vacation. Yeah, yeah. I understand that, but I personally think that it's the opposite. I think um, raising kids is easier than managing people. You know. Is it because you're just locking them in their room? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not true. (laughs) Don't do that. No, but, um, like, I get to be the, like, I get to make the rules. I get to decide what the discipline is. Like, at work, you have to, you have to do what your company tells you is you're supposed to do. There's, you know, there's ways that you go about. You have to play ball. Yeah. There's HR departments. Mm -hmm. There's legalities. At home, there's only legalities if you get caught. Right, yeah. Uh, we have to listen to what the government says. So, yeah, I just, you know, I make the rules. If I decide that, you know, it's time to go to time out, well, we're done here. We're not going to watch any more TV or whatever. I don't need to watch any more Garfield. I've decided we're done. I am so over Garfield. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I'm pretty confident that I could recite every line to all of those um, episodes. For a while, I was getting to the point where I thought I was just hearing it in my dreams, and I was because I'd wake up and the little monster would have snuck in bed and turned down Garfield. Yeah, he has Garfield. Oh, and he, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and he has Garfield on. So before we go too much further, I think we should do a quick intro of our kids also. And aspect of privacy, we do have fake names for them. So when you hear these crazy names, you'll know who we're talking about. We have a four-year-old boy 
that we call Chalupa Spider-Man. You might hear us refer to him as Chalupa a lot, or Boo. And then we have our seven-year-old daughter, and we call her Beazle Maze. So if you hear us called, say, Beazle Maze or Beazle, we're always talking about our little girl. Yeah, they. Um, it's interesting because they got those names long before they were ever even born. Yeah, I think my dad dropped those names on us like the day we'd say, oh, yeah. we're having a baby. Yeah. And he's like, all right, it's Chalupa. Yeah, all of his uh, grandkids have, uh, all of them have some sort of like funny name that he calls them. Oh, so we, not only do we have kids, but obviously we have a marriage, right? So we work... We have kids, but we also have a marriage. And Which is a whole other aspect of management. Yeah, because i got to manage the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you think that's what oh, Shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, uh, My favorite is when you try to manage me, and I'm like, stop managing me. Like, I, we're not doing this. Don't try to manage me. <laughs> yeah, I, I pull out straight tools from work. I get out development plans. Right, right. I'm like, shut the F up. <laughs> she shoots me in the eyes, and I just stop talking. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we have been together um, just over 14 years. Total, but this week, this Saturday, is going to be our 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Jeez Louise. We made it. It feels like it's been an eternity. <laughs> it's been an eternity. We were actually just talking the other day that we're getting close to the point of being able to say we've been together half of our lives. Yeah. Been it's, together it's been a while. Day. Yeah. It's been a long freaking time. It's. Do you think it's? Um, it's been challenging for... Us being that we've been together for since we were teenagers? You know, I think there are different complexities. Um, I think it's kind of been easy because we've grown up together. So we've kind of grown at the same pace. And we literally have the same job and different yeah. buildings. So we've kind of grown our careers at yeah, the same pace definitely. and together. So we've always been able to, we've always had the relationship where we can meet in the middle. Yeah. We know what each other's struggles are. Mm -hmm. um, we know if one of us is having a bad day. Mm -hmm. The other one's had that bad day in that yeah. same capacity before. Yeah. So it's easy to have empathy. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't have empathy for you. <laughs> I do, however, think, though, that it's really great that we can lean on each other as far as, like, so, because we have exactly the same job, we um, we do understand. And so, when I come home and I'm like, I've had this awful, horrible day, um, I'm not talking to somebody who's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, I sit at a desk all day and whatever, right? Like, you're right in the throw of nonsense. Too. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's easier yeah. to have that empathy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we have an advantage because we get to bounce ideas off yeah, of each other. definitely. Um, and we have somebody to vent to. I think it's a good therapy, and I think that's what this podcast can be for other people. Yeah. Um, I don't... A lot of times I don't think about how nice we have it when we have trouble at work or when we're struggling with something or stuck with something. Mm -hmm. We can come right home and have a peer to discuss the situation with. Or if we're venting about something, um, not everybody has that. Yeah. So I, we can kind of be that, that podcast for you too. Yeah. Uh, you know, though, you, it's interesting you say that. And, and our relationship works really well like that. But you know we have peers who are married. And they literally have the we do not talk about work at home. Yeah, clocked out and we're done. Yeah, don't, we don't bring do it up. It. And I think that's crazy. Um, I think that's kind of you put yourself into a... Um, fighting the battle by yourself when you don't necessarily need yeah. to. I definitely get the value in drawing that line in the sand of, mm -hmm. all right, work time's over. 
but I think it. I think it's a weird stance to have that hard ground of we don't talk about work. Yeah, but you know we we do talk about work at home, but um, we have plenty of other crap to talk about too. Plenty of other crap to talk about. So it's not it's not like the bulk of our conversations or anything. Uh, so let's talk about what we're doing fun for our vacation. We're going to uh, we're going to Vegas, which is awesome. Very excited. We've been to Vegas one time. Um, this is going to be a different experience. Um, last time we went to Vegas, we went with a couple friend, which was awesome. We had a great time, but you are making compromises. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, not in a bad way, no. but you know, you have two other people you're thinking of and making sure that you guys have the same interests and finding things to do. Um, and it's kind of a, sometimes a debate of what you want to do yeah. when it's just us. Again, we've been together half of our lives. We know what each other, like we know what we're going to be down yeah. for. And I've already planned it. It's already been planned, right? <laughs> I've already made all the plans. You're going to do what I want to do. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, but in that same aspect, you know where my boundaries yeah. are, right? You know you're not going to book me for a show that I absolutely have no interest in, right? Yeah. Um, and we don't have to have that conversation. Under from down under? Not again. <laughs> but it, it, it just makes it... It'll make it easier yeah. just because we'll know that if we see something we want to do, all right, let's just do it. We pop in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it... it puts a different angle on this vacation, so I'm excited. Yeah. It's definitely going to be different than the last vacation that we took, right? We oh, took my God. We took to Disney. That was the worst. So, yeah, we took I'll our never family. Do it again. <laughs> never. <laughs> One and done. Unfortunately, I'm sure we will do it. Yeah. We took our we took the whole family to Disney in spring, which was our very first trip to Disney. We had kind of been putting on the back burner for a while. We wanted to really strategize to make sure that both kids were at the right age to really be able to take advantage of it. Which so was like, perfect. It was they perfect all could ride, They both could ride all of the rides, and they both enjoyed most of the rides. Yeah, and it was an amazing time. All in all, it was an amazing time, I was going to yeah. say, for them. But it was for everybody. But man, did it not feel like a vacation. It felt yeah. like more work, more organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. It, I put months, literally months worth of work into that vacation. Yeah, which was amazing. Like one, one of those yeah. once-in-a-lifetime, and I definitely see the value in it and loved it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the not day, the it did day. not feel... <laughs> the first day was awful. When, when we took that bus ride back to the hotel the first day, I was like, F this. We're getting on a plane and going home. I can't do it again. I can't do two more days of this because I'm going to kill them. Yeah, the kids were being monsters by that point. Um, it was their first plane ride. Yeah. And first time of really having to really rein in... Their nonsense. Their nonsense <laughs> for that long of a period. We, we, we're in Michigan, so we had to fly from Michigan down to Florida. So by the end of that... By the end of that day, we had kind of all been at our wits end. Mm-hmm. So it was rough. And like I said, I wouldn't trade that trip for anything. But it definitely did not feel like a vacation. Oh so we need this kid-free trip. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think um, something that I, like, I, I guess I was worried that people look at us like we're maybe not, like, great parents because, like, we don't take our kids on all the vacations. Like, we don't take them on trips and stuff. Like, we don't do everything with our children. And um, I think it's important that we have, like, one vacation a year that we do where we take the whole family and we all go and we do something fun and whether it's go to the beach and hang out or whatever um, in South Carolina or, you know, like this year we did Florida, but also then we have that like one where we go on a cruise or we do something where it's just you and me because but we need that yeah like and i think parents that look at us because i know it is perspective and i know we've kind of gotten that outlook from people before like "Ah, what about your kids yeah you're not gonna take your kids on a vacation 
No. No. Um, I, well, I think it's important to have those boundaries. Um, like you said, in the intro, we're managing people at work. Mm-hmm. You said we're managing our kids mm-hmm. and we're managing our marriage, yeah. which your kids and your marriage are two different things and you do have to manage them. Um, I think you know, have to know like the boundaries and the lines. So mm-hmm. for us, it's almost like every other, like we'll go on a family trip, mm-hmm. then we'll go on a parent's trip, mm-hmm. family trip, parent's trip. And I think you need that. Um, I think to have your marriage work out really well in the end, you need to find that fine line of knowing that, hey, we can have a date night a couple yeah. times a month. We can oh, get out so of the we, way. Yeah, we, um, I really feel like, so the date night thing is something that, we really have kind of started recently that like we would have nights where we would like go out with friends, but we never had like a date night. And that's something we've started doing recently. And I really like it. I think it's super, I think it's really important for our marriage. I don't know about other people's, but it's definitely important for us. I think it's important for every marriage, but maybe people don't see it. Like I have friends that I've talked to that, Oh, we haven't been out in a year. And I'm like, you're crazy. How you have, you figure you have a kid and you're with them for the first at least 18 years if you put them if you put them first always and not something else like it's going to be hard for your marriage to survive that well not only that but then your kids leave and then what's left what what do you have left of a marriage yeah you live with someone now that you haven't really been married Mm -hmm. to in 18 years so how is that going to work out you know also too though i think it's important that some people don't have the same i guess it's important to say that we're very blessed in the fact that some other like parents or situations they don't have childcare like we have right like we have drop of the hat like I have to go to work right now I need you to take my kids we're so fortunate that my parents are um, there to take our kids and will watch them for any reason any time of the day if if they don't have something going on they're all about it but some people don't have that yeah. you know yeah we are spoiled we have your parents on the back burner whenever we need them um, my parents can step in and watch them whenever needed to. It, we are definitely spoiled in that aspect. Yeah. And that's something that actually, not too long ago, we had to take a step back and really check out that were we taking advantage of that and making yeah. sure that we do spend that time with the kids too and making sure that the needle doesn't go too far in yeah, one direction. too far in the other direction. Because, yeah, it really, it had, we were sort of like, yeah, we would just take off and go and, and not really spend the time with our kids that we really should have been and you know since we did that I really have enjoyed the time that we for the most part time that we spent with the kids <laughs> yeah because we're strategizing it more and yeah. we're taking advantage of yeah, it yeah yeah like we're um, having a p3 over the weekend which that was so much fun by the way yeah when with our friends and their kids like that was so much fun. anybody listening um p3 is our local um trampoline park trampoline park which is, um, but it's way better than a regular trampoline park they have like a climbing wall and like all this cool stuff there way cooler yeah, it's it's a good time. Um, it kind of can make you feel like a kid again, and the kids can kind of go crazy and run around and act like kids without you having to Tell try to stop. rope them up. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's something too that we sometimes. Well, I know I I know you have to rein me in sometimes when the kids are acting like kids and I'm like losing my crap, and you're like, but they're acting like children. Like you need to recalibrate how you're thinking about our kids. They're not adults. They're not the people at your store that you're managing. You got there before I was. I was going to ask you like, why do you feel that way? <laughs> yeah, you're right because it's like it's like managing. Yeah, like because I bring my work home I try to manage my children as if they're adults because I manage adults and it's they're not you can't like they're not emotionally capable of or even mentally capable of being managed the way that I manage it doesn't work the same but I think there are aspects that it does work I think our kids 
Alternately, we're going to joke and call them monsters to this whole podcast. They're but not. They're we so have, such good kids. We do have great kids. And I think a lot of that came from our ability to learn to work with people. And yeah. when we manage yeah. our children, we talk to them like adults. We don't yeah. bust out the baby voice never. and talk to them. Even when they were little, little, we never did. No. That. I mean, we don't talk to them with adult language, but we talk to them as if they're a little mm-hmm. person. And I think that's gone a long ways to make it to where we have really great kids. Yeah. But again, we will refer to them as monsters. Oh, yeah. And you will hear about all the times they are not great kids. Because yep. <laughs> it happens a lot. Speaking of monsters and not great kids, so we're, we're, we're celebrating our first podcast because today's a special day. What is it, Kelly? The kids are back in school. Woo-hoo! Finally. You know, um, I didn't realize how much it changes my life when they're out of school. And I was thinking about it. Um, One of my biggest hobbies, I brew beer. And I try to brew beer as much as I can. And we were just talking about yesterday how I haven't brewed beer in like three months. And we were talking about the reasons why. And we didn't talk about this. We talked about how we have a lot of summer summer hobbies. We do all these things. We go outside. We do a lot of outside stuff, which takes up that beer brewing time. Mm -hmm. But the thing I didn't think about is now whenever I'm at home and I have free time, the kids are with me. So I'm not brewing beer. So I'm sure now that these kids are in school and I know I can plan like, oh, I have five hours. It's mm-hmm. just going to be me. I can get out in the garage, brew beer. I blamed it on the boat. It wasn't the boat. Yeah. I think it was these kids. It was the kids, yeah. So I was going to ask you what your favorite part of them going back to school is, but uh, you kind of just answered it. Yeah, I had a realization this morning. It was the fact that now I get to brew beer again and not feel guilty about it. Our kids are old enough that I can go out in the garage and brew beer and they They'll can... be fine for five hours. Yeah, they can manage, <laughs> but they're ultimately going to watch Garfield for five hours, right. which at the end of the day... Can eat goldfish? Eat goldfish, watch Garfield, and but at the end of the day, I can feel guilty about it, right? Like I had this whole day with them, and I spent it out there. They were in here, mm-hmm. so I've really tried not to do that, and it worked this summer. But then I had that realization of, oh, that's why I haven't yep. brewed beer in three months. So that's yeah. kind of exciting. So in our school district, um, we are they call it like a balanced calendar year. So it's not year round school. It's a little bit different. We have friends, their kids go to a year round school, and their kids started two weeks ago, but. Our balanced calendar year means they only get six weeks of summer. But let me just tell you, there are also schools around here that they don't have a balanced calendar year, and they still have two more weeks of summer. And I feel for them. Let me tell you, six weeks is too much. Yeah. I, would, I would take the two weeks less. You know, I haven't found anything I don't like about the balanced calendar year. I love it. It's so great. It's nice because anybody that doesn't know is they have, ultimately, they have the same amount of time off as any other school. It's just divided up different. So their summers are shorter, but they'll just get random weeks off in the middle of the school year. They never go to school. They're never in school. (laughs) It feels like like all the time they have time off. But it's good for us when we're trying to plan those family trips because... It's technically off-season everywhere we go, so we get great deals when we try to book hotel rooms and stuff when they have these random weeks off, so ultimately, I love it. Yeah. So, my very favorite thing about the kids not being, or, you know, the kids being back in school. I'm sorry, I should have asked you that. No, that's okay. Teresa, what's your favorite thing about the kids being back in school? I enjoy the fact that I get to go to the grocery store by myself. It seems so minimal, but... um, I can't deal with them running around like crazy people any longer in the grocery store. I can't do it. I can only tell you to get back here and put your hand on the cart so many times before I legitimately lose my mind, which I did this summer. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I need to break this down. I know 
I'm a typical dad. I'm not really involved in the gro grocery shopping process. I know I open the cupboard and there's food. I open the fridge and I know when there's not food. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes you go get my click list when I tell you where to be. <laughs> so that's what I was going to get to. Um, we shop at a place that's click list, which it's is mobile order and pay. Mobile ordering, right? Where they you go through and do your grocery shopping on your phone and then you pull up and they fill up your car and good to go. So when you say that you're excited to do grocery shopping by yourself, does that mean does that mean you sit on the couch by yourself and nobody's <laughs> talking to you? Ooh, that too. I didn't even think about that. Do you know how many times I've been trying to do a click list and in the middle of it, I set my phone down and I'm like, damn it. I didn't finish the click list. Now I have to wait another day. Had you ever showed up to pick it up and realized that you didn't finish it? No, 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 none of that. Thank God. God That'd be that, way better. That would be way better, wouldn't it? No. When I say grocery shop without the children, I mean I don't want to go into the store with them. I can't deal with it. I can only be asked to see the toys so many times before I just want to leave. I get it. And it's a whole other job getting them in and out of the car. I have a, a friend that has two little ones. His kids are a little bit younger than ours, mm -hmm. and um, he was telling me about going to buy cigarettes the other day. Oh, my God. And, uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Well, listen to what he does. <laughs> he drives all the way to the other side of town. How does he go to the one in Flint? He goes to the one in Flint so because he he's got to drive through the party <laughs> store. So he doesn't want to get them, park, get them out of the car, yeah. take them into the party store or wherever. So, so he just drives them into Flint. He'll drive them across town to go, so he can go through the drive-thru and get his oh pack of cigarettes. And... It's funny to laugh it off, but as soon as he said it, I was like, that makes total it's sense. Nice. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. Do you know, there are so many times that I've been in a situation where I needed to go get something. I'm like, God, I just wish I could go through a drive-thru. That's, yeah. why, that's why ClickList is so amazing. And almost every place for you, now, really, you can mobile order and pay anything. Yeah, it's making life a lot easier, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, there have been situations that I just haven't done yeah. the things I yeah. needed to do sure. because I was like, well, then I have to get them in the car, mm -hmm. then I have to get them out of the car, mm -hmm. then I have to get them back in the car, and then get them back out of the car again. Mm -hmm. It People that don't have kids, you don't realize it. No, just going it. somewhere with another kid yeah. is a whole extra job. It, everything takes twice as long. Oh, for sure. Well, and But not only that, though. So our kids are a little bit older now. It's a little easier, especially since Miss Beasel can buckle herself in and, and all of that. Like That's easier. Um, but when they were little, and we had to bring a diaper bag full of diapers and extra whatevers, and like you have to, you know, have fifteen thousand things with you, and you're like loading it all in. You got to get on a stroller and strap them in so they don't fall out on their face. And, and while you're strapping yeah. one in, you're having to have focus enough on the other one that yeah, they're so not running that into they're traffic. Not running into traffic, yeah. I forget what movie I watched, but they referred to having a kid as like a dodo bird. Oh yeah, like just trying to keep the damn thing alive. <laughs> That's a toddler phase. It is. <laughs> Luckily, we're out of that phase for the most part. Um, Chalupa can tend to wander, but for the most part, we're out of that phase. He's gotten really good, though, about like cars. Like when we'll, He'll be like, it's a car! We can't cross! I'm like, the car is a mile away. Like, we, good. We Let cross. him be that. Let him be afraid. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to wrap up this episode um, with a couple segments that we're going to put in every episode moving forward. We want to talk about our parenting fails, our most recent parenting fails, and jerk kid moments. Um, and because you know your kid's a jerk, just like ours are. Yup. So with that point, we want to hear your parenting fails. We want to hear your jerk kid moments, and we're yeah, going to read them on the show. Yeah, because we don't have the only bad kids, which, again, we have great kids. 
Um, but they all have moments. Bad sometimes. Right. And so we can't fill up this segment on our own. So we want to hear your fails and your jerk kid moments. So Teresa, what was your biggest parenting fail of the summer? Mine was not only a parenting fail, I feel like, but also like my, uh, so going with the, uh, go to the grocery store by yourself. I took the kids to the grocery store and they were not great the whole time, but you know, good enough to make it through the store. And we got up to the, um, we got up to the register and we're like next in line. I put all the stuff on the cart or on the belt. And they're like arguing with me as to why they don't get candy. I'm like, because you don't need candy. I had gotten a bag of chips because I was starving. And they're like, well, but you got chips. I'm like, I'm an adult and I make the money. Like, this is my <laughs> money. I'm going to spend how I want. Bust out your debit card and you get all the candy you want, kiddos. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they're like upset about that. And then as I get to the register, they start losing it over who's going to touch the cart where. Like fighting over who gets to put their hair, their hand where on they're the cart. fighting for prime cart location. Yeah, apparently, right? <laughs> so at this moment, let me just tell you during this entire interaction at the, the register, I did not make eye contact or speak a word to the lady at the register because I was dealing with this. And I can feel myself getting more and more embarrassed and my face is red and my ears are hot. And I pick up Chalupa and I'm like, okay, get in the cart. I can't do this. And then he brings his legs up and starts screaming in, in the line. And I'm like, oh my God. So I put him down and I like pay because they have the like, uh, uh, what is that? The Apple Pay. So I just like touch the thing and grab all my gar- my groceries and I am like fuming. We're like walking out of the store. I'm just fuming. I'm so embarrassed. And I get out to the car and I strap them in and I'm putting the stuff in the back of the cart and they're still fighting. And I'm like, silence, be quiet. Don't talk to each other. Don't even look at each other. I'm like screaming this in the middle of the parking lot. And so I put all the groceries, and they're silent. I put all the groceries in the car, and I get in the car, and I slam the door, and I turn around, and I just start screaming at them. And I'm like, you have embarrassed me. You will never do this again. I can't believe it, that you would act like that in the store. And I'm, like, yelling at them, and they're, like, a couple of times they tried to talk, and I was like, silence! (laughs) We're going to sit in silence. That's what's going to happen. I'm like, we're going to sit in silence the whole way home. You're going to sit in silence when we get home, and from now on, every time you're bad, we're going to sit in silence on your bed, and you're not going to do anything. And so they're just, like, silent the whole way home. Was that when you had your realization of you want them back in school so you can grocery shop by yourself? Um, Was that the moment? Yes, pretty much. But wait, there's more. So this this is, like... The, I guess the most embarrassing part of the whole thing is, so I have this tantrum in the, in the car where nobody is supposed to know that I'm having a tantrum on my children. And I go to back out and there's a mom and her teenage daughter standing directly next to my car. And I'm like... Were they just staring at you with their yes, jaws dropped? Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I just, they just heard this entire thing. And I'm like, oh, I was so, I was so mad and so embarrassed all at once. I just, I drove home. Fuming, and the kids were silent. At least they, there's no more talking or fighting. I'm so angry, so angry. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, you have the I'll call it the jerk in that moment. The, the jerk. The jerk action. Um. So yeah, this summer we had our first experience with the ice cream man came through our neighborhood. You know that iconic ice cream man music, and yeah. I don't think our kids have ever seen the ice cream man, but they knew the music. <laughs> Right away. It's like it's like like ingrained in their DNA. The Pied Piper. (laughs) Right. Um, So they run out the door and we're like, all right, we'll get money. And we get outside to this ice cream truck. But it was like a van converted into an ice cream truck ran by crackheads. For sure. It was 
Yeah, it was like a chest freezer and a lawn chair. Yeah. No joke. It was... That day, we put a, a stance down that yeah. we're done with ice cream trucks. Unless, I guess, if we see them and it's a legit ice cream truck, right, maybe, yeah. but, but are, who's running those anyway? Well, yeah, but, yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, are all ice cream trucks not legit, and we just didn't know because we were kids? Possibly. Like, like it's that, always been it's like always that. It's always been, like, the crackheads, like, getting money. But, like, it was so bad that I handed the money to the little girl that was, like, sitting next to the dad in the front seat. In the seat. lawn chair? Well, no, she was sitting in the front seat. She was buckled in, at least. Um, but she was like high as a kite and I bet you she was 10, like high as a kite. Like the way that she took the money from me, I was like, this girl's on drugs. Like it was bad. It's a sad situation. So sad. So anyways, we don't use that ice cream truck nope. anymore, but both the kids, uh, Chalupa and Beazel both got their ice creams and I think Chalupa got a Ninja Turtle and Beazel got a SpongeBob ice cream. Yeah, something like Minions that. is Minions. Yep. And Beasles had the little gumdrop eyeballs, the so two red eyeballs for the minions, and Chalupas did not have gum at all, and we didn't know it. He opened it and had his three-year-old fit about he wanted gumballs, and hers had two, and so we thought we were being good, and I was like, all right, well, Beasle, you don't need two gumballs. No, she was teasing him. She's teasing him about it. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, Beasle is teasing him that she had two gumballs and he didn't have any gum at all. So we told her, like, eh, you're going to have to give him one of those gumballs now just to make it fair. And chaos ensued, and we had to start managing the chaos. Um, so we kind of put our feet, feet down that he's getting one of those gumballs. So she gave him one, and then her ice cream started dripping, and so we asked her to step out on our patio so she wasn't ruining the house, basically. And she stepped out, and as soon as she got on the patio... She dropped the ice cream. The ice cream fell off the stick at the patio and was ruined, and she went atomic. It was so bad. She lost it, and he had his gum. She didn't have anything. And me and you, we were just grinning ear to ear. Like, karma just got her hard. I was trying so hard to, like, keep it together without her seeing me laugh at her because I was like, that sucks to be you. (laughs) It was funny, but... um, I'd like to say a lesson was learned, but I'm sure it wasn't. Oh, it was definitely not learned. Not at all. But he got his gum, so it's fair at least. <laughs> all right. Well, that I think concludes our very first episode of Managing Chaos. Thank you for joining us. Um, and like we said, you can contact us at managingthatchaos at gmail.com, at managingthatchaos on Instagram, or at chaosmanagers on Twitter. Uh, let us know what your parenting fail stories are, your jerk kid moments, or if you have anything that you want to vent about, let us know. We'll read it. Um, so that's it. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Great first episode, Teresa. It's a little chaotic, but you managed it well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, right. guys. Bye.